you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote of a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. Hey, good day to you, everybody. Unsealed is here again. Uh, the official podcast of Wings of the Eagle. Christopher Mantai is me. Bond servant. Hope you're feeling better, a little better. I know you're not doing great, but um, do pray for you. And uh, please do chime in, friends, uh, wherever you're from. Please share this video or the audio if you're on, you know, one of the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts or um, Spreaker is it still there, Spotify, all those places, whatever. Um, just go ahead and share it with somebody would be very appreciated. And if you believe this is a work of the Lord, then support it like it is. Because we need people to do that. It's just um, the truth. Okay, thanks. Wingsoftheeagle.com slash donate. We'll get that done. You can also support it by going to the link at the bottom of your screen right now, if you're watching, called fleetothemountains.com. We wrote a book. Now, what year is this? Now, 2024, so over almost five years ago, we wrote the book called Flee to the Mountains, and it's not even long, actually. It's less than 200 pages, and it has lots of other contributors in there, um, as well as myself. But the point is, there's a lot of info in it that's just the beginning of a conversation, and that's why there's a course attached um, to it. Actually, a friend... (laughs) A brother in my local church has told me last night who he's just reading through it now. And he said it kind of reads like a textbook. So I'm not sure if that's a great commercial. He appreciates that, you know, style or whatever, but um, you might not. But uh, I guess, you know, I didn't intend for that, but it comes out like, okay, we need to know this information. Here's the information. Uh, Here's why it matters. Here's why Jesus said it. Um, And it's a call to action. So like I say, an opening conversation into that topic called Fleets of the Mountain. So go support us that way as well. We can do any type of book you want, paperback, through Amazon, a digital version, PDF, instant download, audiobook. Then, of course, the course itself is an online self-paced course whenever you want. Okay. So I'm just going through, you know, how to, it's been two weeks now since we've been on the podcast. So thanks for the vacation. I hope yours is productive. Um and some things are going on with even just yesterday in Iran. That's horrible. Um, there was a big uh, terrorist bombing in Iran. I mean, way away from your normal Tehran. The capital is nowhere near that. It's nowhere near the Iraqi border. It's closer to Pakistan. I mean, it's really right in the heart of the country. Um there's you know big bombs like one or two went off whatever lots of people are dead and of course it was at the 
it was at a funeral or a memorial or whatever for this Soleimani guy terrorist who has been dead a couple of years now. So all kinds of evil going on there. Um, and I know maybe some people are are expecting something different from the podcast here, but I just I wanted to um, revisit this because every so often um, we kind of make assumptions or listen to you know friends who maybe don't obviously like media and news people who have no idea what the Bible says um, and what the Lord is trying to say and do in these things. But so ISIS actually attacked Iran yesterday. Um, hope I didn't just get interrupted from Facebook. It says I've lost connection. All right. Anyways, it's okay to me. Okay. Anyway, praise God. Uh, so share this video. Appreciate that. Let's talk about what happened. So Iran got bombed by ISIS. And like, wait a minute, I thought ISIS was gone. They're not. Um, and of course, you've got uh, an ongoing situation in the Red Sea with the Houthis in Yemen. Oops, I don't want to listen to that. Um, the Red Sea, obviously, is a very important location for the past of the people of Israel and the Bible and the God of the Bible and the future, by the way, a lot of things still to come um, in the Red Sea. And so you have people in Yemen, the, this, the, the Shiites, the Shia forces in Yemen, they call themselves the Houthis. People want to, um, you know, attach them directly to Iran, which you really can't. I mean, you can, they, they give them money, um, they support them, um, they help them overthrow the government, they maybe give them weapons. I'm sure they do. Um, but they're Yemeni, they're not Iranians. Yemen is really not close to Iran, honestly. Um, and uh, so anyway, what they're doing is they're trying to shut down the Red Sea and attack uh, in, right now anything Israeli. They've done many attacks in the past on Saudi Arabia, for example. Uh, if you don't remember all that, with drones, with missiles, um, the Saudis have tried to carpet bomb them there in Yemen, but it's not working. Um, so you have that, right? And of course, on top of it all is it just, today, I believe, or we're getting right up to 90 days or three months um, after the uh, um, October 7th, um, whatever you want to call that incident that 9-11 type of incident in Israel or Hamas did its thing. And um, as you, if you're watching on video, as you can see, I'm wearing my Star of David today not because I'm converted to Judaism, but because I want to tell the Jewish people in the audience, whether you're Messianic or not, um, that I'm your friend and that an enemy of the Jewish people is an enemy of mine. And that's important to say, I believe. And that's really what it's all going to come down to at the end of the day, regardless of what else happens in the world, regardless of, you know, Russia and Ukraine and even Iran and Turkey and all this stuff. It's all, 
it's all about um, what God is doing with Israel, what he's calling them to, and what we as the Gentile church will do when we say we'll, we'll stand with them or support them or be their friend. We're going to have to prove it. We can't just say it. Anyways, um, and it turns out now it's been three months since this attack or, or this act of war. And um, they're still holding hostages, we think. I mean, there's definitely people missing who were taken that day, including little children, including a boy who just turned one years old in captivity, assuming he's alive. Um, him and his brother, right? The two little redheaded kids. Um, uh, so imagine being held uh, by evil, satanic Nazi people, obviously against your will and away from your family and your home for now 90 days in a row. And um, I mean, I can't, can't really imagine a worse situation. So, obviously, pray for them and their release, that they would be found alive. Um, that somehow or another, they their ordeal ends. And so don't forget about them. Um, but what I think this ISIS attack in Iran shows us is that there is no agreement no matter how much we want to pretend that there is, between the ISIS ideology, and that's Hamas, by the way. It's the same ideology. Different group. Hamas is all about killing Israelis and getting that land. ISIS is bigger than that. ISIS is a caliphate. ISIS wants all the Muslim nations to unite together as one, and then they'll deal with Israel, which is kind of what iran is but they're not the same they are they are opposed to each other um and yes as westerners we can't really believe that it's about religion but it is it's all it is um who gets to be in control you know which which denomination is right it's like you know imagine uh Christian world, uh, you know, the the Baptists versus the Catholics or something. It's like that. And they're willing to kill each other for it. Um, to be the head of this thing. And so, yeah, they're similar in that way, but the point is, we, we all, we're constantly told that Iran is behind, you know, it wants to wipe Israel off the map. Well, they say that, but do they do that? Do they take actions to that end? They don't. Um, they're arming up at home to put down rebellions, obviously against anyone who would come against their own government from inside, but also their enemies, which are right next door. The ISIS attack came from Pakistan, probably. They're called ISIS-K, Khorasan, Khorasan, which is, you know, it's like a... Well, it's almost like a myth. It's just a, it's a, it's a region of... In Iran and Pakistan, that you know, it is not its own nation or anything, but it's it's a there's a hadith from you know Muhammad and and he, it's like a they look at it like a prophecy, like in the end days that Khorasan will be you know send warriors and whatnot, blah blah blah. So 
um, the Islamic State, which is what ISIS means, isn't it started in Iraq, which the Bible says it would, by the way. Um, but it has parts in Pakistan, in Africa, it's all over Africa. Um, it would like to be part of Saudi Arabia, but it gets knocked down there because they don't want to do that there. They've got a king and they'll keep that. Um, in Egypt and places like this. So North Africa, there's all a bunch of different, you know, chapters, but it's all the same th thing. And, 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 um, goal which is an islamic state which means the caliphate which means a a super state of of muslim nations under sunni command they're right okay so anyway the the, the big lie is that iran really wants to get rid of israel that's their top priority it ain't it's not they like to stir trouble. They, I think they like to get their name credibility up there. They they want to be feared. It's like the mafia. They want to be known as the guys who are behind everything. That's fine with them, even if it's not true, because it makes them sound more powerful. And yes, they have their fingers in Iraq, for sure. They have their fingers in Syria, definitely. And in Lebanon, a little. But that's it. Qatar? I don't know. Um other and Yemen kind of sorta right again it's support it's not actual Iranians going there it's not an invasion yet but they have enemies close to home their real enemy is not Israel the real enemy of Iran is Saudi Arabia um Isis wherever they are with Iraq and Pakistan on both their borders and then Turkey in the north and Azerbaijan up there. They're all threatening. And throw in the Kurds if you want. I'm still not sure what to make of the Kurds, but they don't. Iran definitely doesn't want a Kurdish state uh, because part of Kurdistan is Iran. <laughs> so they don't want that. By the way, I apologize. Those are watching on watching uh, the video version here. Uh, Christmas kind of threw up in, in the corner. I'm still trying to clean up decorations. But anyways... Um, I just want I just want folks to to understand appreciate what we're really watching, and you guys can go ahead and chime in whatever you want, question, comments, concern, and what whatnot. It's fine. Um, just don't believe the hype, okay? That's what I'm trying to say because things are going to happen that are going to surprise you, then shock you, when Iran doesn't attack Israel, when they attack Iraq, Saudi Arabia, maybe even Turkey. That's that's what's going to happen. And it's not just that the Bible says it, which, of course, is the main reason. Um, but that's really what they're preparing for. They have very, 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 very few, if any, weapons that can reach Israel. They really don't, considering they have to fly over hostile territory to get there even. It's just not going to work. They'd, they would have to take over those nations first. For it to even ha be possible, they'd have to go into Iraq in force. They'd have to go into Saudi in force, maybe even Jordan. So that's what we're looking at. Okay, so I'm not saying they're friends with Israel. I'm not saying they love the Jews, but it's not as bad 
as they're going to wipe out Israel because they can't. They're not going to even try. I don't believe the Bible says they're going to even try. They're going to attack their direct neighbors, and things will play out where they'll they'll lose, and then they'll all be absorbed into one super state, and that super state will eventually come against Israel. And Iran, the Persians, the people of Iran, will be a part of that coalition or that empire, but not, not until then. They don't get any access to Israel till then. Okay? Okay. Got some comments. Let's address them. Uh, Bonservant says, I read this morning Iran's leader wants to pull back from attacking USA assets, something to that effect. Yeah, let me, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, that's not it. But I, I could certainly see where that is true because uh, he knows it's a, it's a non-winning proposition, right? They're going to run out of money and, and weapons if they start firing on U.S. ships in uh, the Red Sea or anywhere else. Um, I just wanted to read this, though. ISIS released an audio message from two hours ago. ISIS released an audio message from its spokesperson. He attacks the Shia resistance and calls on the resistance in Gaza, not the Sunnis, not to become proxies for Iran because Tehran is advancing its own interest. That's ISIS. Then they're right. He's saying he's he's attacked. It says what does it say is he attacks the Shia resistance, which is what the axis of resistance of Iran, Yemen, Syria, Hezbollah, and Lebanon. Those are all the Shia groups that's that are resisting. Resisting means shooting people and killing. Okay, um, and so he obviously they're against that. ISIS is against all them. ISIS and Hezbollah are not cool. They're not okay with that. They're not okay with Iran. Um, and he says, what does he say? He, he calls on the resistance in Gaza. In other words, the Hamas and Islamic Jihad and whoever else is, whatever names they give themselves. Those are fellow Sunnis. ISIS is Sunni. The Gaza um, terrorists are Sunnis. He says, hey, don't get involved with Iran. Don't become their proxy. So they're not their proxy. They'll take the money. They'll take the guns. But that's all that it is. Okay. Just, just want to y'all to be clear on this so even isis itself is saying that because they don't want to work with um iran they're not in league if if anyone's in league as far as a state level organization you know uh state level relationship the only state level isis supporter is turkey maybe qatar not turkey because turkey we know there's proof that they actually harbor them and have helped them physically, their soldiers, getting them back on the battlefield, all that stuff. That is true. That's just true. Iran never did that. And they wouldn't. <sighs> Eric. Hi, Eric. I don't know if we've met before, Eric. Welcome. The reason that that... The reason that the attack happened at that time was to stop the agreement that Saudi and Israel were about to sign. You're talking about October 7th. I was, okay, right, we were just talking about the um, attack yesterday in Iran. 
by ISIS. Um, it's it's possible, but here's the thing, Eric. It was in planning for years, years. It didn't just happen. They didn't just ratchet it up because some you know normalization with Saudi Arabia was close. I don't believe that. I just don't. It's it's just like intellectually, I get it. It makes okay, but the planning was way beyond that. Um, okay, we're speaking facts, Eric says. Even though Hamas or Sunni, Iran gives them support and gave the order to attack. No, that's not a fact. It's not a fact at all. I'm sorry, it's just not. Iran wouldn't doesn't mind these things happening. Yes, they want to counter Saudi Arabia. Yes, because that's their enemy. Not Israel. It might look bad somehow if Saudi Arabia and and uh, uh, Israel normalize ties. Now again, even that thing normalize ties, normalize relations. That's not um, peace. That's not an agreement of not attacking each other. That's not a um, treaty. It just means we can have passports to each other's countries and have you know loosen up the business restrictions, and you can travel. <laughs> that's about it um anyway but the point is yeah iran doesn't mind if israel's in turmoil they probably kind of like it because ultimately yeah they'll, they'll take it but that's not what they want first what they want if you read their writings from 30 years ago and 40 years ago up till now it's all the same all their leaders say the same things the shiite revolution must be exported to the Muslim world first and then the Mahdi, the uh, whatever they call the uh, the 12th Imam, etc. will lead them. That's what they think. Now, Israel's not on top of their list. They have, an, they have a, a, a shopping list or a, a, a checklist, right? Israel's there, but it's not there yet. Israel's attacked in Beirut. What is Hezbollah really up to? Israel's doing what they've done a long time now, which is they don't, they'll go into Syria, they'll go into Iraq, they'll go into um, Lebanon if they see enemies, they're willing to attack them and waiting to attack them. That's that's what it is. Um, if 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 I if I lived in Israel in northern Israel with or southern Israel next to Gaza, but in northern Israel where they basically like they'll do these uh, targeted you know, like surgical things against Hezbollah leaders at times, like now or Hamas leaders, excuse me, in Beirut. Um, that's not Hezbollah leaders. They're different. But anyways, if if all Israel was doing is responding to every time Hezbollah attacks us from across the border, which has been happening for a, a while now, I wouldn't be very happy as a citizen, right? I'd be like, hey, you know what? Uh, we've had enough of this responding to missiles. Why don't we just make sure they can't shoot them anymore? Because they're not going to stop. The government there is 
is a joke. The Lebanese government is a joke. Their their army refuses to do anything if they're even capable of, I don't know. But they refuse to stop Hezbollah. So you got to defend yourself. I'd not be happy if I was a citizen of northern Israel, for sure. So anyway, that, that Beirut thing is about uh, um, Hamas right now. Also, I can't seem to understand what Erdogan is up to. Can you clarify his rhetoric? Well, that's a question and a half. Not really. He's he's trying to position... I mean, basically, I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs, but um, he's basically just always trying to present himself in the Turkish caliphate, the, the state of Turkey, as the leader of the Muslim world. And if it helps him to say Israel's not too bad, that's what he's going to say. If it helps him to say uh, Israel's a great demonic entity and needs to be wiped out, then he's going to say that. Right? It, first thing of dictatorship is stay a dictator. Stay in power by any means necessary. So that's what he's been doing. Now we'll see. If, if the dynamic changes and you know, if he gets attacked by Iran, yeah, then he's going he's gonna to change his focus for sure, not care about Israel at all. I hope that helps you a little bit. Uh, Stuart, hey, Stuart on Facebook. Do you think we're getting closer? Sorry, I'm just trying to glance at, uh, we have the End Time Church app, by the way. I suggest you get it. It's free. And we talk about this stuff all day. Um, do you think we're getting closer to the destruction of Damascus with the latest attack by Israel? So you're talking about Isaiah 17. Uh, I think that memory serves me. Um, where the destruction of Damascus is definitely said, right? God actually describes it in, in a lot of detail. Um, but what's not said there really is the timing of it. Now, it's part of a greater... Um, those chapters in Isaiah talk about the enemies of the Lord, right? And Israel who get taken out on the day of the Lord. And they're destroyed by the coming of Jesus, honestly. Um, to me, that's the only timing you can put on the Damascus thing. And I believe me, I've been guilty in the past of spec over-speculation on that, thinking, oh, this could be any day now. Syria, you know, Damascus is going to be destroyed, and this means something prophetic. What? What would it mean? It means the day of the Lord is here. Well, we're not. That's not true. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's not close. Um, so I would just, I know what you're, you're seeing and you see all oh, attacks on by Israel on, they're not attacking Damascus. They're attacking the airport. And 99% of the time it's the airport, maybe the Aleppo airport. The reason is simple. It's because this is where the supplies are coming in. They're rearming. They're trying or flying people in or, or, you know, weapons. Um, that's what they're shooting at. If they wanted to destroy Damascus, they could. 
but I don't think they have a reason to do that. I mean, they have a, a puppet, you know, a, a terrible government there, and Assad is a monster. Um, but again, first dictator 101, stay in power, stay in power, stay in power. He'll so that's what he's interested in right now. He doesn't even own the whole country. Um, he has a little uh, Assad a stand uh, around the capital, and that's all he really has. So they kind of keep them in there. But yeah, so what you're seeing is very surgical and precise. So they're not attacking Syria. They're not going to war with Syria, such that it is, or the Assad government. They're not attacking Damascus proper. If, if anything is ever done, even in the city outside of the airport, it's always very targeted. Like, because they know a specific leader from wherever. Uh, Hezbollah is here, or there's this weapons cache in this apartment, you know, like this, this storage facility or something like that, but that's all it ever is. Um, I just don't see it getting to the point where it would be, you know, they just keep, the reason it keeps happening is because Damascus, uh, Syria, Assad keep allowing it. It's the reason why Hezbollah exists, because the Lebanese government allows it. They only they only are shooting at Israel because they let them. So Israel is like, well, you know, we're going to do whatever we have to do. FYI, I mean that's their approach with Syria right now. They have the Golan, they control the 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 high ground of the Golan, and um, they're comfortable with that, so they can see what's coming, what's going on. So your answer is n really no. Um, what you're seeing has been going on for years and years with Israel and Syria. Same thing. Um, and again, the destruction of Damascus you're talking about from Isaiah would be at the end of the age. I mean, the very end, the day of the Lord. That's my view. <sighs> okay. Anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we go? Um, and oh, and of course, um, after these these uh, the Iranian, um, you know, the bombing in Iran yesterday or day before last, um, it took them a little while, but eventually they came out. The leadership, of course, blamed Israel, which certainly it's not. By the way, um, I have an Insta block policy. If you want to follow me on X, the X former Twitter platform, there at Manti Four M A N T E I Four. Um, I have an insta-block policy on all trolls. And um, I had to do that right before we went on the air here because I just shared something from my friend Ron Cantor um, that was kind of shoving it in the face of the mullahs, which said, hey, uh, you lied. Israel didn't do this. ISIS did. They just admitted it. And so all I did was repost that. And say, hey, you know what? Israel's not at fault. Wow, I can't believe it. Instant um, troll shows up. You got, you got to block them. Right? They're, the anti-Semitic trolls are just everywhere. Israel's always evil. They're always funded by the CIA. They're always everything, 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 everything bad in the world is Israel's fault. Um, everything against the Islamic government, for sure, is definitely Israel all the time. And, and I'm a fool and an idiot. For thinking otherwise. 
Uh, hello, Blake from YouTube. Welcome, brother. He says, hey, Pastor, where do you think the Antichrist will come from, Iraq, Syria, or Turkey? Well, that's getting pretty specific there, isn't it? So we don't really know. Among those choices, we really, I really can't say. We do know it's those three choices, though. Right? The Assyrian, the king of the north, the Gog of the land of Magog. Um, you know, probably more on the Turkey side um, than the others, but you can make a case for any of them. Um, but it's definitely one of them. I don't think it could be anywhere else. That doesn't help your question, but just in case anyone was asking or wondering, um, yes, and it's kind of futile other than what we know beforehand, which is he's he's called these names and he's from this area, so he has to be from Turkey, Iraq, or Syria. That's a fact. Um, my friend Mark Davidson is convinced that he will be from Syria. Uh, I know people who are convinced it's Iraq, and I'm probably going to land in Turkey as far as the land, but it wouldn't surprise me at any of them. All right, but but other than that information that we're told, we can't be chasing the Antichrist either, right? We can't say, oh, this is the guy. Let's watch for him here. Let's watch for him there. Not smart. Not productive. Not biblical. Um, because the same um, prophets that, you know, we hear about where he is, this little horn, this this one is coming from, um, in that same description of in Daniel, for example, where it says little horn, it says he's come from nothing. In other words, he wasn't a, in power before he gets the final power, right? Like before he comes up and leads the kingdom at the end, he doesn't have a resume. He doesn't have former king of Syria, you know, former president of Turkey, former um, UN, I don't know. He doesn't have notoriety as a leader before that. So in that way, it's futile. It's a waste of time um, to speculate really anything about this character. He'll come. We know God will, you know, allow him to do tons of stuff and Satan will supernaturally or whatever, satanically empower him. Um, but we don't know much more before all that gets here. So there's no point in trying to figure it out now. But we do know for sure, not from America, not from Europe, not from Africa or Russia, or China, or any of that. He definitely has to be from Iraq, Turkey, or Syria, no doubt. But which one, I, I'm not going to say, because I don't know. Upon servant, how close do you think Iran is to rushing out for Daniel late? I, I've been asking, I've been answering and asking that for years now. I really don't know. I just, I don't. Uh, I'm missing some information, maybe. Um, you know, we have a very, very small data set um, as far as scripture on that, you know, what it will be before they attack, because there's really nothing. I mean, it all kind of starts there. You know that the Iraqi, you know, the caliphate would start in Iraq. The first kingdom, that lion kingdom. Yes, we we know that happens before. Iran, but, and that has happened. So we're kind of just in a very tense waiting mode. 
I don't know. Maybe nothing else has to happen. Maybe there has to be some kind of great leader that emerges and takes over in Iran. Maybe there has to be some, some Kurdish you know, development, or maybe Azerbaijan makes trouble, or maybe Turkey, or maybe Saudi, or maybe this, right? I don't really know. What you, Blake, being funny, Blake, what do you mean the Antichrist is not an American president? That's correct. He is not. He is not. I've heard it all since I can remember following these things, which is George H.W. Bush, right? Even Reagan. Ronald Wilson Reagan, 666. Look at the name. Right? R-O-N-A-L-D-W-A-L-S-O-N-R-E-A-G-A-N. <gasps> Um, yeah, Reagan and then George Bush the first, of course, with his new world order. Oh, this is it. This is him. This is the UN taking over. This is the UN gonna be the beast. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and of course, after him, Bill Clinton. Oh, obviously, the you know, the the immoral one who's now leading us, and this could he's an antichrist, or he's gonna bring the antichrist into power. Of course, the UN is always involved. Well, maybe it's Hillary. Um, right. George W. Bush. You know, he's starting wars everywhere. This is the one it's going to be. And then uh, Barack Obama, definitely Obama. In fact, I t big facetious, of course, because it's not any of them. It's not Donald Trump either, and it's not Joe Biden. And it's not whoever comes next, if we do have another one, who knows? Um, nope, none of those guys. Somebody actually handed me a book at a conference I was speaking at uh, 2018, I guess. Um, literally hand me a book. Barack Obama's the Antichrist. The proof. Toss in trash. Didn't even open it. Why do I want to waste my time? Anyways, right. Right. No American presidents. YouTuber, but instead of a T, it's a seven. Okay. Hi. Um, I like your video about the Caliph and Babylon the Great. Well, you're talking about Armageddon News. Okay, that's the Armageddon News is a collection of different folks. Uh, one very talented gentleman makes the animations that you have seen, the 3D animation videos. That's probably what you're referring to. That His name is John. Pray for him. Bless him. Definitely thank him for doing that. But this is Wings of the Eagle, different ministry. We are allowed to use the uh, channels of Armageddon News, praise God, um, to get the message out. Um, MBS, meaning Muhammad bin Salman? What about him? Meaning the Antichrist? Nope. Impossible. Same reasons why we just said got to be there's a reason why he's called of the land of magog the assyrian in modern day borders it's turkey Iraq, northern iraq northern syria that's it no other place and again that so that's number one reason number two reason is yeah okay i see it now um other reason is he's he has no power before he takes over the 10 kings come first this is daniel go study it the Ten Kings come first, and that's after Turkey beats Iran and unites the whole Middle East and divides it into four new you know, administrations under themselves. But then there's these ten get together and agree, let's become one kingdom. And once they come up, 
Then this little horn rises and takes over. But it says he comes from nothing. There's no, he's not anything before that. He's certainly not king of Saudi Arabia or crown prince or whatever. Okay. There's, it's extremely likely that you will never have heard this person's name before he takes over. Never. Okay. So let's stop paying, playing the pin the tail on the Antichrist. It's not MBS. It's not any Americans. It's not, a, but we do know where he, he's come from. So number one, he's, he's Saudi can't be number strike one. And uh, he's in power already. Strike two. And the time is wrong. Strike three. Um, bond servant says Kurds are so small, like to have a problem with them. Well, they are small people. Um, Blake, what empire do you believe is the one that comes back? The right, the scriptures say it was here before that leaves us Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece. No, well, there's more, right? It says that five have fallen, one is, and then. So there's actually a seventh. The eighth is the seventh. So it's the one that comes after Yevon or Greece. And that's not Rome because that happened too. Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, then the seventh. And that's the one that comes back. Okay. Not any of the others. They're, you could say they're all included in the final one. And that's why the 10 kings are important. But the one that seemingly is dead, that comes back to life, is the one that came after Rome, which is the Ottoman Empire. Hey, uh, Yor, is it? I hope it's not Jor. I think it's Yor. Hey, hey, man, how's it going on YouTube? Um, everything around us is going on, going in so quick. I dreamed the rapture and I believe the Lord is coming quick. Well, Yorit, Jorit. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. Very good to meet you, sir. Well, the, I mean, the, the coming of the Lord is after the tribulation. Uh, so we're going to have to get through all that as the church, unless he wants you to die first. That means could be natural causes, could be an accident, could be martyrdom. But that is the way you're going to the Lord before the day of the Lord. And that doesn't happen until after. So be prepared that the gathering to Christ, what we call the rapture event, is the same as the resurrection. And we know that does not occur until Jesus comes back to earth. Okay, so remember that. Um, I believe the Ten Kings comes from the Ten Bricks nations. They give authority to the Antichrist. Okay, first, a couple things here. There, the Ten Kings are Middle Eastern. They have nothing to do with the BRICS nations. We know that they're from the Middle East. From Daniel and Revelation, it's pretty clear. Um, A, there's that. B, there are not 10 BRICS nations. B-R-I-C-S. Uh, and then I saw some of them uh, are coming on, but now Argentina is out, right? Because they actually have a decent president in there who loves Israel. Praise God. Let's see. What do we? It is January, so I know they were they wanted to expand. But anyway, the, 
Iran's in there, right? Um, BRICS originally composed of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. That's B-R-I-C-S. With five new members, Egypt, Iran, the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, and Ethiopia. Um, okay. Hmm. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but not the Ten Kings. Definitely not. BRICS is BRICS is only an economic fellowship. It's not even a treaty. They're not aligned at all. Um, other than monetarily, they'd like to push back against um, the dollar's power or something. That's what it is. Okay, so take it easy with the BRICS. They're not. It's not a great collection of nations. That's for sure. Um, a bunch of uh, enemies to uh, the West, certainly. Um, but I really wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Not yet, anyways. If it turns into a Middle Eastern-centric um, organization that has more than economic ties and there's military ties and it's a it's a treaty organization and it's actually you know become becoming a super state, then maybe. But we're not there. For sure. Okay. They are going to have the power. Of, the dollar is not the dominant one anymore. Well, it is still. Again, that's what they want, Jory. That's what they want is to have a counterweight to the dollar. But that's only a pipe dream right now. There is no currency that they all share and it's not challenging the dollar yet and i think what we're going to see with when actual bible prophecy things happen is that this area of saudi arabia and the oil fields there and the red sea and the maybe the persian gulf these are the things that will really affect the dollar because it's tied to oil petro the petrodollar system right I mean, I've heard a lot of, bro, I've been in this thing for years and years, watching these things and hearing opinions and seeing this is going to challenge a dollar, dollars are going to fall. It's never happened. And I don't think it's going to ever happen until the oil end of it is removed and there's actual war there. It doesn't matter what South Africa does. doesn't matter what Brazil does. doesn't matter what China does. They're not prophetic. doesn't matter what Russia does. That's not the Ten Kings, okay? Okay. And again, I get it. Believe me. Trust me. I know. just want to show you all the... You should support the Jewish people, too. And say, if you hate the Jews, you hate me. Okay? Make sure you're doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen and heard it all, how it's going to all come down or whatever. But anyways... Okay, that's I've said too much. So ISIS, Iran, and the three months after October 7th, here we are. Um, let's just watch with biblical eyes, not our... Oh, I was going to say, Jory, um, I, I know that it says, I think this is going to be an interesting year, 2024. That may be. It may be, my friend. Um but let's just be biblical about it and not we get too excited as Christians, especially us 
Gentile Christians in other nations that are not in the Middle East, we think it has to have something to do with us, right? Always. Um, and we want to make it happen faster. We, we're to, we want to put the cart before the horse. We want to jump ahead of the game, right? We want to automatically get to the rapture, or we want to automatically get to the whatever, the Antichrist. It's not how it works. Um, that doesn't help anything. It doesn't exhort the church. It doesn't support any mission work. It doesn't. Uh, that's the real be- deal stuff, right? The gospel, supporting people who will spread the gospel, planning churches, doing digital ministry. That stuff is where the rubber meets the road, right? So keep it focused there. Don't get overexcited. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's see what the Bible says and follow that. Teach that. Okay? That's part of the deal. I I, it's, I hate to do it. I mean, I don't hate to do it, but I do it a lot. Um, you spend half your time, you know, getting people who don't believe in prophetic things at all up to speed. Like, oh, yeah, this is real, and it's happening, and it might happen soon. And then the other half of your time saying, slow down, put on the brakes. Uh, it's not happening yet. This is not the right order, right? Interesting life. Uh, okay, Bronzer, only because it's you and because you have cookies. One more thing. But, okay, I'm, I'm waiting for you. Um, hearing talks or hearing talk multiple fronts opening up can you say something you mean with israel uh i'm not going to make you type i know you're dealing with stuff here um more than now i mean maybe i don't know how many other fronts we can do uh we got Hamas. Egypt is not interested in in war. Um, Saudi isn't interested. Uh, Jordan has talks like they're interested, but they're not. Um, we know that they've stopped actually things from happening, you know, with their security forces and whatnot. So they're not interested. That leaves Syria, which is is, is ongoing. I don't. Unless Assad says we're officially, you know, my forces are officially entering Israel or something. Uh, and then Hezbollah is the only one left. Um, right? Where else? Um, yeah, I could get, it could be more more pronounced. You know, it could be more official, uh, more full-on, you know, Hezbollah declares war on Israel. <sighs> that would be bad. Um, certainly, you know, escalations. Um but then again, that's happened before. Two thousand what five? Um, it's happened before, and Israel won. So I just, you know, as a as a as a conclusion to this, we want to be, you know, if we believe God is looking out for Israel and He doesn't sleep day or night and He's always watching and, and knows exactly what's happening and what he's going to allow and what he's not. 
Um, now we know what is coming eventually for Israel, but it's also very laid out by God how that happens. So, I mean, generally speaking, I'm not expecting any um, any attempt to you know to inflict great pain on Israel. I mean, as an yeah, October seventh was bad. But like wiping them out type of level, I don't think that's going to be allowed by God um, because they have to remain. They have to exist. And to the point where they're so secure and so victorious um, and have a, they sign a, a covenant with death and Sheol to protect them from any further violence and there'll be a land of unwalled villages. So, that's not the, a picture of a decimated country, right? So point is, even if there were other escalations or other fronts open somehow, um, I don't think it would matter a whole lot because God's got a bigger, a big plan in motion. And yes, we can know it. And that's why I wrote Fleet of the Mountains, and that's why we do what we do at Wings of the Eagle, and go get the resources. Check it out. Go to End Time Church on Monday nights. Go get the free app at endtime.app. Um, there is a story to be told. There is a um, there's revelation from God about this in the Bible. Okay, not any particular person, organization, none of that junk, but in the scriptures, he tells us what to expect. And so be sure we know the story. Um, right now, news is saying fears of wider Middle East conflicts. So, wondering what that means. It could mean anything. Bonservant, honestly, they're talking right with with Yemen and Americans shooting back at in Yemen. Okay, that's a far away from Israel, right? Maybe Iran wants to get involved with that. Maybe they don't. Maybe Egypt or Saudi wants to help actually do something. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Just, yes, be watchful, but be, be prayerful. Never lose sight of the mission, right, which is the gospel to the Muslims and the Jews and everyone who will hear. And so uh, that's what we're trying to do here at, end, uh, well, End Time Church, of course, but uh, uh, Wings of the Eagle, these ministry devices that we give to you, like this podcast, we, again, would sincerely appreciate your help in this because uh, we are brought to you by your giving, and that's it. That is it. Wingsoftheeagle.com slash donate. If you want the book, go to fleetofthemountains.com and be in prayer. It's on the calendar to do a follow-up um, book. We'll call it a book. I don't know what format it's going to end up taking, but um, yeah. So be in prayer, if you would please, about that in the coming year. Because the last one took a lot longer than I figured. It took almost a year. It took about a year. Um to start writing it, to actually get it available for people to read. So we'll see how it goes. All right. All right, my friends, this has been on seal, the official podcast of wings of the Eagle. Please. If this has helped you share this, support the ministry, uh, know that we cannot do it without you. That um, that's not a joke. It's not an exaggeration. Uh, we need to be the church together. So let's do it. And until next time, unless the Lord takes, any of us uh, back home, 
not in the rapture, but in other ways. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back maybe next week. We'll see uh, next time on Unsealed from Wings of the Eagle. God bless you guys. To hear previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.